You know, you walk into this place. It's not like walking into Cincinnati or Montreal. This is the Grand Slam. This is what you play for. What tennis is all about. I'm not worried about weekend. I'm worried about Saturday, the day of the Grand Slam. Well, these are few words from one of the greatest Grand Slam players, the ruler of the Grand Slams. Pete Sampras led a very simple life always. A few here and there extravagances, the tennis money never drove him down. He never wanted to be a great colorful person, someone really interesting. He wanted to be the person who won the titles. A true admiration in the beginning of today's episode for the one who chose to shine even after the storm. Well, a true depiction of fondness for my favorite tennis for the greatest Grand Slams. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best, simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Forwarding my last day's talk to add up a few more barriers that may happen to drug distribution. First and foremostly, I commence the chat with descriptions about the CSF, cerebrospinal fluid, and the blood barrier. Well, cerebrospinal fluid is actually a product of choroid plexus epithelium. Now, this epithelium is lined by the occluding zonuli, so it allows the passage of most of the lipid-soluble drugs. And that is too feasible passage from blood to CSF. On the other hand, the epithelium lining the ventricles, it is not covered by the occluding zonuli and that makes up the capital CSF brain barrier. I'm sure you're getting the difference between the blood CSF barrier and this one, the CSF brain barrier. Now, since the latter is not lined by the occluding zonuli, it's a wonderful gateway for lot many substances and molecules to pass from CSF to the brain cells. And the greatest advantage to know about all this anatomical structural part is to help out the drugs like penicillin via the intrathecal route, especially to treat the ailments like brain abscess. Yes, you can give penicillin via the intrathecal route and that will help its build up its concentration great enough so that it can be used for the treatment of brain abscess. And if you give it normally, it won't be able to pass and get enough blood-brain concentration. Got it? 
Now continuing the barrier chat, next comes in scene is the placental barrier. Passive diffusion is the ruling factor to allow the lipid-soluble drugs like narcotics, anesthetics, alcohol, few antibiotics, while never to pass the drugs, they are listed as the insulin, D-tubocurine, etc. So, because of their great structure, because of their properties, drugs like insulin, D-tubocurine can never pass through the placental barrier. Then some other processes also come into play. Let me talk about them also. Amino acids and glucose, they adopt the active transport. Few of the maternal immunoglobulins, they enter via the penocytosis and then there are few influx transporters also. So these are some minute pathways but yes they are having their role via the entry of the drugs through the placental barrier. But okay, after studying all these barriers and everything, placental barriers, one great big advice I want to give at this particular moment is to avoid the intake or the exposure of any sort of drug during the pregnancy. Why? I'm going to give you the reason also. The first trimester intake of drug, it is associated with a lot of teratogenic congenital abnormalities. Drugs like phenytoin, thalidomide, streptomycin, etc. They all lead to a lot of teratogenic effects if they are taken in the first trimester. Last trimester is the one which is associated with the vital fetal functions. Say, I want to give you an example here of morphine. If that is taken in the last trimester, it may lead to fetal asphyxia. And one of the important mechanisms that comes into play is the iron trapping mechanism of morphine. Because morphine is a basic drug, its iron trapping occurs in the acidic fetal plasma and that increases its concentration it just cannot escape out it leads to a lot of fetal asphyxia then one more thing i want to tell you at this particular point is that physiological changes like hypoxia they may also increase the drug passage across the placenta so keep in mind all these things first best advice don't take any drug during pregnancy and especially keep a check on the drugs you are administering or the exposure of the drugs in the first trimester and the last trimester. They are the most critical points in the pregnancy. Next important thing I want to talk about is about the plasma protein binding. Well, please wait, that's not the weekend topic. No, no. Chill and relax. Have your coffee. Surrender to your favorite track as you sip away the worries of the lockdown. We will prattle over the pharmac next week again. Okay? So have a safe weekend. I really pray for all. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.ispharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name, is Pharmacology Difficult. If you are listening for the first time, 
Do follow me and subscribe whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.